Do not let the fear of making mistakes keep you from trying to grow your own garden. Hey, I'm Karen, and together with my husband, I spent over a decade researching and learning and building our small farm through lots of trial and error, successes and failures. I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture to help our farm business, and now I want to pass all that knowledge on to you. Because I firmly believe that self-reliance is empowering and that everyone, whether you've got a five-acre plot in the country, a half-acre lot in suburbia, or a windowless room in a downtown apartment, should just grow something. Hello, my gardening friends, and welcome back to the Just Grow Something podcast. This is episode 16. We've been doing this for about two months now, and I am super appreciative of you being here every week and listening. I hope that these episodes are serving you well in your gardening adventures. I've been very pleased with the feedback that I've been getting from folks, and please keep the feedback coming because my aim is to continue to improve this podcast every single week. I hope that you're hearing better audio, and uh, I hope that we're getting things a a little bit more smoothly. Uh, This is going to be a fairly short episode for our Garden Talk Tuesday. Um, It is spring. It is April. We are in full planting mode here on the farm, putting plants in the ground, prepping the soil for our warm weather crops. And now, of course, Mother Nature has decided to throw a curveball, and it's supposed to snow tomorrow morning. That's um, it, not unusual. We've actually had snow here as late as Mother's Day, uh, and we don't have any of our warm weather crops out yet. Everything that's out in the gardens uh, can absolutely withstand a frost. Um, but the greenhouse is not a heated greenhouse. It is a passive solar greenhouse, and so I've already got tomatoes planted in the center of that greenhouse, and all of our other warm weather seedlings are sitting in there waiting to go out into the gardens once the temperatures are right. I've got other ones out there that need to be potted up. And so today I had to put all the shelving back in uh, to the center of the greenhouse above where those tomato plants are planted and then move all of the warm weather plants from the outer edges of the greenhouse gather them up into the center, get them all covered with row cover, then tent the center of it with some more greenhouse plastic, and then put two space heaters in there just to be on the safe side. I don't think it's going to get down to anything that's going to really kill uh, the tender vegetation. We'll probably bounce around to 32, maybe as low as 29. I think it'll be short-lived Uh, But it is supposed to snow. You have no idea, especially out here in the rural areas, exactly how much of a difference it's going to be between what they anticipate the temperatures to be in town versus out here. We are always cooler out here, especially in the early part of the spring. So better safe than sorry. I'm hedging my bets. And I spent the better part of about three and a half hours out there prepping that. At the same time, My husband is out in the pig pastures right now, making sure that everybody has plenty of hay for bedding. We had two new uh, litters born this week, so making sure they've got plenty of warm spaces to be bedding down for the night uh, in anticipation of some of the snow coming in tomorrow. All that to say, I'm tired, (laughs) and he's tired, and I'm going to crack open a beer, and I'm going to record this podcast for you, and then I'm probably going to go to bed because it's going to be an early day again tomorrow, and that's just the way that the gardening season works for us uh, every single year, and, and, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. So 
let's dig into this week's Garden Talk Tuesday, which is all about making mistakes in the garden. Whether you are a new gardener or you are a seasoned gardener, it doesn't matter. Everybody makes mistakes in the garden. And if you are a new garden gardener, I really do want to emphasize to you that just like in life, you know, we learn from the mistakes that we make in our garden. Gardening is no exception to this rule. Do not let the fear of making mistakes keep you from trying to grow your own garden. Plan out your garden with reckless abandon <laughs> and know that somewhere along the way, yes, you're going to make a mistake and it is not the end of the world and it is not the end of your garden or your gardening experience. Mistakes in the garden can take many forms and they can range from minor mistakes to things that are really detrimental to your plants to even things that actually cause you to lose an entire crop. It's a reality. It happens. It can be anything from incorrect plant spacing or planting too early or too late. You can plant the wrong plant for your soil type or the, the pH level may be wrong. The nutrient level may be off. You could plant crops too close together that don't do well together, that actually have a negative effect on each other. You may use too much fertilizer or too few amendments. You can also, you know, make the mistake of planting crops that are really not acclimated to your area. You know, you, you're not going to grow the same things for the same amount of time in North Dakota as you are in Southern Florida. Uh, if you're starting seeds, you can start the seeds too late or you can start them too early and they just aren't the appropriate time to get them into your garden. Uh, you may not have your grow lights close enough to your seedlings as they're growing and they get long and leggy and they're just weak and they don't do well. And then maybe you don't protect the young seedlings from garden pests when you put them out there, animals or insects, and they get decimated. Perhaps you rely on, you know, a watering system that's on a timer, but you fail to check the timer and all of a sudden your plants just aren't getting their water anymore. There are so many different ways for things to go wrong. And this is not to discourage you. This is just to tell you all garden experiences are learning experiences. So it's important to sort of keep a garden journal that uh, you track these things in, you know, what, what did I plant where? Uh, not only is this going to help with crop rotation, but it's also going to give you a space to be able to take notes that says, okay, I did this and I did this on this day. I either added this nutrient or I did this pruning or I planted this plant. And then a few weeks later, or I mean, maybe even a day later, you can annotate what's going on in that plot and you'll have a record of exactly what you've done. And so when you start to see that there may be problems with your plants, uh, you will know why. You'll know what you've done leading up to that, what was different for those plants, or maybe it was a nutrient that it wasn't that wasn't needed or whatever. You'll be able to track back and go, okay, where did I make this mistake? Where did I go wrong? And then you can reference that the next season when you're working with that same crop and go, okay, I did this last time. That is not a good idea. Let's try this. It goes right along with the experimenting in the garden. You know, they're constantly trying new ways to do things 
can often yield, oftentimes yield really good results. And you may have a, a much better crop than you would have otherwise. But the exact opposite is true. If you're experimenting in the garden and it is a complete and total failure and you lose that crop, well, then you chalk that up to a learning experience and you know not to do that again. So I'm going to let you in on the gardening mistake that I actually made last week. And it was actually a doozy. I absolutely know better. I've been doing this, you know, for, for the public for going on 14 seasons now and gardened just for ourselves well before that. So I knew better uh, in, in what I'm about to tell you. And it still happened anyway. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So what did I do in our gardens this last week that was so egregious? So a little background. Uh, normally when we are planting our brassicas, I will do the following. I will dig the plant hole. We always do them from transplants. I will dig the plant hole. I will add a little bit of compost. I will add a little bit of our all-purpose fertilizer, which is actually a composted chicken manure um, product. Uh, and then I will plant the plant and then I will side dress those plants, side dressing, meaning you're layering the, uh, the fertilizer, uh, on the sides of the plants on the top of the soil. So I will side dress those plants with another high nitrogen, slow release fertilizer, like a feather meal, which is what I'm using in this case. That's just the way it goes. We get the best yield out of them. Uh, we're sort of amending the soil a little bit with the compost. Uh, we're adding the nutrients back in because brassicas are very heavy feeders. And so we want to make sure that they have enough nutrients to start with, um, watering them really well um, as we're planting them, basically hand watering alongside them because we don't have any irrigation out there. And then you know, adding that side dressing of the nitrogen fertilizer to make sure that it continuously has that feeding of the nitrogen during the time that it's growing. Sounds easy enough. So all last week, we've been transplanting more of our brassicas, mainly our, our broccoli and our cauliflower, cabbage, and Brussels sprouts. And I'm out there and I'm tooling along and I'm doing my thing and I'm doing my planting and I'm digging the hole and I'm adding the compost and I'm adding the fertilizer and then I'm side dressing and just moving along. And then of course, putting the row covers over top. We were planting ahead of the next rainstorm, making sure that they were going to get well watered um, shortly after being planted, which is something we always try to do considering that we don't irrigate. We did the planting went back out, had the rainstorm the next day. And I had planted, I want to say there was, it was four beds and these are hundred foot long beds. And so there was two rows in each one of those beds. So we're talking a lot of plants and we had the rainstorm and everything was good. And then we were anticipating the next rainstorm. So it was time to go back out and get the next four beds planted. And that was going to finish up our spring planting. And I'm out there and I'm 
peeking up underneath the row covers and all of my broccoli and my cauliflower and that first bed of cabbages, all of the plants have burnt tips on their leaves. They are yellow. Some of them are crispy. And I'm just racking my brain at this point going, oh no, what happened? We hadn't had our, you know, a, a sudden jump in temperature the day before, when, you know, the, the day before when they were being planted. Uh, it, you know, it had been mild temperatures, so nothing that should have burnt them like that. We had rain immediately afterwards, so it wasn't like they were, you know, d- dying from, from not getting enough water. And I'm sitting there scratching my head and I'm trying to figure it out. And then it dawned on me as I was getting ready to start planting this next round. And I'm looking at all of my tools there, tools meaning not just physical tools, but also my amendments and my fertilizer. I had been fertilizing in the opposite manner that I was supposed to be. I had just sort of gone on autopilot and rather than adding the compost into the hole and then adding the the general purpose fertilizer and then side dressing with the feather meal, I had been putting the feather meal into each of those planting holes. That tip burn that I was seeing was from an excess flush of nitrogen going into those plants. It literally burnt the ends of those plants. Now, thankfully, we had rain that next day. And so rain will tend to flush the uh, nutrients away from the roots a little bit. And then it seemed to be enough to wash some of that nitrogen away from the root zone a little bit and further out into the soil. Uh, And so those plants have started to bounce back now. And this was probably, I'd say almost a week ago today that I had planted those and I went back out and checked them today. And they're all bouncing back really nicely, thankfully. I did lose some of them, some of the younger or the smaller plants that uh, maybe weren't as strong initially, maybe didn't have as strong of a root system, but I threw them in the ground anyway. uh, Those definitely died. (laughs) They literally burnt up. Um, And I've never done that before. There would never be a reason for me to have done that before. I was just distracted. I was trying to get things in the ground. And so that next four beds of plants that got planted, which were the remainder of the cabbages and the Chinese cabbage and the Brussels sprouts, you can bet your bippy that I made sure that the fertilizer was going in and those amendments were going in in the correct order. And I can guarantee you, I will never make that mistake again. I will absolutely be paying attention every single time that I'm planting to make sure that I am not switching the nutrients. And if I had brought my gardening notebook out with me into the field, right? I have a heavy duty uh, clipboard of sorts that contains all of the planting notes. It's got the calendar in there of what's getting planted where, or what's getting planted when. It's got the crop plan and the map of what's going where. And I hadn't brought that out with me when I went to go plant these this first round of brassicas. If I had brought that out there with me, I would have clearly seen my own notes that said, you know, what amendments go in in what order, and it would have kind of jogged my attention to that a little bit. But I didn't do that. 
and I just absentmindedly reversed the two. So thankfully, we didn't lose the entire crop because that would have been absolutely devastating. That would have been our entire spring crop of broccoli and cauliflower. And we would have, our customers would have had to have waited until the fall to get anything, which really would have been bad. Uh, So I got lucky. But if we had lost all of those, I mean, it's not the end of the world, right? Then, you know, our customers just would have missed out on the spring broccoli and cauliflower. Yes, it would have affected our income. uh, But for home gardeners, in most instances, you know, you're, you're going to get a chance to recover from that. Even if, you know, if, if it was in my home garden, my small home garden, I could have gone out if I had lost all those plants and purchased some new plants. You know, most people are not planting 400 bed feet of brassicas. So to where they wouldn't be able to go and buy replacement plants in your home garden, you know, yeah, if you if you burn, you know, six or eight plants and you lose them, in most instances, you're still going to have the opportunity to be able to go back out and purchase those plants from your local nursery to replace them. Um, if you are relying on your garden as a main source of your family's um, produce needs, you likely aren't uh, a, a, a real beginner anymore. You, you likely have some experience under your belt. So, and you more than likely aren't planting just one crop. So you'll be able to make up the difference somewhere if you do have a loss and again, you know, plant later on in the season. So, you know, all of that to say, to just encourage you to not be afraid to make mistakes. Do not let that fear of making the mistakes keep you from doing what you want to do in your garden. It's not a failure if something goes wrong. It is an absolute learning experience. All garden experiences are learning experiences. So uh, keep a garden journal and and keep take notes of what it is that you're doing. Learn from whatever mistakes that you make. Uh, I can guarantee you I will not make that mistake again because that was a bit heart-wrenching for me to see all of those plants possibly die. And uh, and it just goes to show you, you know, no matter how much experience you have, you absolutely can make mistakes in the garden and that is okay. So like I said, short and sweet today, uh, I'm going to uh, go finish my beer and I'm going to go put myself to bed. And I really thank you guys for coming along and listening today. Please don't forget to give me some feedback. Also send your questions in for our next Can You Dig It episode. Either leave a voice message at the link that's in the show notes or send me an email to grow at justgrowsomethingpodcast.com or you can go to the website justgrowsomethingpodcast.com and submit the contact form there. Uh, any of the questions I read on our next Can You Dig It episode, which will be the first Friday in May, you will be entered into the drawing for a free Clyde's Garden Planner. And it's a super great little tool. It, it's it's handy to have. And uh, along with those questions, please send me your feedback. I appreciate you guys being here and listening. As always, keep on cultivating that dream garden. And I will talk to you again on Friday. You just finished another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. I hope these episodes are helping you understand more about how to grow your own food and maybe growing an awareness of food issues in general. Just remember, no matter where you live or what you have, you can absolutely grow something. Mm